gonna be hot, hot on YouTube. Slippy boy. I just like yawn a bunch. <laughs> Is there a new guy gonna be sleepy boy? I was thinking you finally fall asleep and then you in the final chapter and then you wake up in a new beginning. You're like, I think I'm still sleeping. Oh gosh. No, it's like someone else to walk up and start poking me, like, get up, and then that causes them to new be the new sleepy boy. <laughs> and then you get up and they like fall asleep. And then I'll take are. back over because he's gonna do really poorly. We are way too far into this. Welcome to Cinematic Dissidents, the podcast where we pitch and bitch about movies. My name is Mark. I'm Krista. Jason. And I'm Cindy. And uh, we are interrupting our regularly scheduled program yet again uh, because it's Friday the 13th. And Woo! you know what that means. Another well, Jason. If you've been listening for a while, then you would know what that means. It means that the last chapter was not the final chapter. <laughs> Damn it! I was promised. <laughs> no, this is no, but it was because that was the last chapter, and now we have a new beginning. Yeah, it's and like a new hope. Same thing. Hey, yes. here's the thing though: the naming convention works if they didn't think this movie sucked and then take it all back. Because <laughs> that was like the final chapter in the Voorhees thing, yeah. and then it's a new person. Yeah. It would have worked. Wait, spoiler alert. Does that mean the next one is going to actually have Jason Voorhees again? Reading? Or for this time? So actually, I'm not clear if he was in this movie. He so was not. Reading the Wikipedia article, uh, they had a plan to do a new trilogy with Tommy being the new killer and kind of going with a new way. But then this movie did really poorly and was received really poorly. So they decided to bring back Jason next time. Oh, and they thought it was the killer's fault that this was received poorly. <laughs> I mean, partially, yeah. This is dumb. Why? A it, lot of this it, is it dumb. totally it totally wasn't the fact that I something I also read about this movie. Uh, the entire production team uh, was basically on a drug fueled bender through the creation of this entire thing. You know, I see I, it. I, I would think that if I was on a drug fuel bender that I would do something cooler or weirder or more fun. No, this is this is the eighties, so this would have been cocaine. So like do you know what happens on cocaine? You get this movie and maximum overdrive. Another movie we need to do for this podcast. Oh hell yeah. The like the shit that they wrote about this movie is like buck wild. Among the unaware cast, because they didn't know they fit they cast this movie under the fake title of repetition. Among the unaware cast was lead actor John Shepard, who spent several months volunteering at a state mental hospital to prepare for the role and felt that really disappointed to discover it was actually the fifth entry in the Friday the 13th series. Wow. So, <laughs> so the actors didn't know they were going to be in a Friday the 13th. No, I guess they thought that like, okay, we're going to be in this horror movie. It's gonna be I'm going to be running a mental health hospital. So I'm going to go learn about this shit because I haven't seen a script yet. Uh... I'm going to go get ready. And then that happens to him. Aww. And the best fucking line about this movie. I mean, I knew the series reputation, but you're always hoping yours is going to come out better. And the director, Danny Steinman, stated that he shot a fucking porno in the woods out there. You wouldn't believe the nudity they cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I was... 
I was just commenting wow. how much wow. boobs there were in this one. And there was more. There might have been like, they oh, might have gone full been, frontal. Yeah, that sounds... A uh, little, little bit of bush. Oh, maybe the guy who took off his pants. Mm. Like the guy with the pants <laughs> on. This is the 80s. Maybe that we saw happen. a dick. Yeah, no, they didn't you put dick in probably saw movies. a little bit of bush and maybe some softcore action. Yeah. And then there was one other great thing that we can lead into talking about the beginning of the movie. The Corey Feldman scene, he was shooting Goonies at the same time. Yeah. So they had to get that thing shot on the weekend, on the Sunday, because that was his day off from Goonies. Uh, they filmed that in his backyard with a rain machine. So that opening scene, is, which is it, why it's not dug very deep. <laughs> because it, it's in Corey Feldman's backyard. Because they didn't yeah. want to like, They couldn't up fuck up their, the, yard. their yard. <laughs> I, I, I wonder how much of that $2 million budget uh, went, to was, re-sodding? Went, to, went to Corey Feldman's yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, made $22 million, so it wasn't like it didn't totally fail. Um, it way underperformed the other movies, but... What was terrible? Oh, this like it wasn't a fun terrible like like uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Spoilers for the rankings at the end of this. This is the worst movie in the series so far. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, there's no argument. Well, Part Two was we thought was boring if you yeah. remember, and it was boring. But yeah. at least there was a little bit more gore. Yeah, you know, after we had to rewatch part of the first movie. I'm glad they got rid of that, rewatching <laughs> part of the movie. Oh, and it's funny, because this is the first one where that actually would serve helped. a function in the movie. Because then you don't have to bring back Feldman again. You just show the scene of him like doing that, then he wakes up scared, and you're like, oh, there he is. I now know who that is. And I would accept it in this one. No, we're going to film in his backyard and make it look really shitty. <laughs> so so we, we were arguing about this, but how many years do uh, do you think it's been since that fateful night? Um, or since uh, the fourth one? There's got to be, uh, like, Mark, you've got a computer. Time Jump, Friday the 13th, Part 5. If someone Googles that, I bet you it'll come up. Well, see, here's the thing, though, because... This movie just came out a year later, right? Yeah. So, like, if even if there was a time jump, like, it doesn't really make any sense. No, but that's why it's fun and important to bring up those time jumps because it just pushes the movie further and further and further into the future. And it's funny to think that, like, when he takes Manhattan, 9-11 might not have happened yet. <laughs> so, like... No, or might have happened already. Uh, like, honestly, like he, Tommy is is a teen, right? Like yeah. we, we've established, he there, just looks really. It's bad a house for, for troubled teen. teens. He's just a really rough eighteen. Yeah. So in sixteen, six, within yeah. custody, right? Like they're they're yeah, still in custody 17? for something. Sixteen, seventeen, four, five years. Yeah, because he was supposed to be twelve yeah. in part four. Oh, it's, holy shit. He's so, at a pretty high hairline. According to the uh, Friday the 13th fan wiki, Ooh. Uh, this movie is supposed to take place um, five years. So 17. After. Okay. So he's, yeah, it's supposed to be 17. like 17. So this is supposed to take place in 1989. And parts two, three, and four are supposed to take place in 1984. Uh, all in wow. one year. Wow, oh. that's a busy fucking year. Bit of a year. break, and then he comes back. 
Which, again, like the, the problem with doing those sorts of time jumps is this movie came out in 1985, and there's a big difference in terms of fashion and and music and all that sort of stuff between <laughs> 85 and 89. Like, 89, we're starting to get into, like, the pre-90s stuff. It's it's getting a little different. Yeah, this is, like, very much mid-80s. Yeah. Well, I mean, they released it before 89, so... They just weren't thinking... They're like, in the future, will things change? No. 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 Things Five are years perfect. Down the They'll line. stay this way forever. Exactly the same. I ju- it's just like the Fast and the Furious franchise, where they make, like these weird little changes and then it just fucks everything up. They're like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Who gives Roll with shit? it. You know, I, I just noticed now that I'm Googling this movie. Holy shit. He has a different mask. Yes. Mm-hmm. The mask has different patterns. I think it makes blue, the blue tears stripes. under it. It looks way shittier, but I think they were trying to give him a new distinct look to be like, yeah. you're so a you new guy. It's a different Jason. Toy? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, when he takes Manhattan, it was ten years after the movie came out. Jason takes me takes Manhattan is set in nineteen ninety eight, but takes play but was released in eighty nine. When this movie takes <laughs> place, weird. I fucking love it. It's so confusing. He goes it. to hell in two thousand three. It's like a future sci fi then. It's so confusing. God, this is like before Columbine. Then he was taking Manhattan. Yeah. If we're gonna if we're gonna put it in terms of American disasters, <laughs> Jesus, it's it like I still I have a love for this series, but it's it's because the good stuff is really good. This was kind of a miserable slog. experience. This was this one was a a slog. Yeah. I had to turn on that part of my brain that's like, okay, let's try to figure out how movies are structured, and then start applying that to this movie, and it does it badly. <laughs> Well, so he, the biggest problem with this movie, besides, <laughs> I, I'm not going to, we'll Wait, talk about the, the gore and the kills problem? later. I'm interested in what you think the, the biggest problem the is. The gore and the kills are technically the biggest problem because if you're going to have a bad horror movie with a bad plot, it's got to have good, fun kills. Four in it. wasn't that great, but the kills the were kills awesome. Were good. Uh, the kills yes, were the kills really were good so at four. Good. The biggest problem in this movie is that there is no character to latch onto. No. It's just every five minutes, there's new people introduced, and then they die. And like, I, it's just like constant. Like They are constantly, every scene, introducing a new character pretty much up until the end of the movie. Tommy yeah. wakes up. He's the character from the last movie. He should be the lead. He's Makes the sense. character that I have some connection to. Mm-hmm. But then he's just like gone for big swaths of the movie. Because well, they were trying to frame him as the killer. But it doesn't... It doesn't fit properly with the way they made it because they don't film the movie in such a way as like these people died, but no one's walking around being like, hey, where's Tommy right now? Weird. He's not around. Suspicious. Yeah, it, it would it, it would be a big difference if they did that or if not every other fucking character was off screen the whole time. Well, and they also keep introducing other suspicious characters. That drifter never yeah. went anywhere. I just realized <laughs> oh, that. The yeah, drifter right? shows, he didn't even die. Shows up, cleans yeah. up some chicken shit. Did he? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. guys, because he was uh, masturbating in the woods when right, he was watching. Yeah. The couple. No, and he did. died quietly yeah. in the woods. That's yeah, true. But like, like everybody, he died there quietly. Was, there was no... Like, that didn't anything. He just he cleaned just, up some chicken shit and jacked off in the woods. Yeah. 
it's and that kept happening. We're like, oh, we're gonna introduce these new characters. Here's some fifty fifties greasers who are trying to go get. I swear to God, says the cunt won't wait for them, and I think he means he's gonna get laid. So he's like talking about getting some pussy in like the worst way possible. But then they just get killed immediately. Oh, hey, let's introduce. You know that young, the young boy? He's got a brother. We're going to go meet Demon. Oh, is he going to be scary? No, he's just fine and hanging out with his girlfriend. And then then they die. Why? You introduce an insane asylum in the woods. Full of hot teens. Full of hot teens. That is the setting of a Jason movie. We got to hang out with this redneck family that doesn't like the teens. They're in it for a collective about five minutes. Yeah, and I don't, uh, like, I guess they just wanted the kill count to be high, and that's all they were aiming for. Because, like, they don't serve any purpose. You know, if they had hired less actors and gave me more fake blood, I think I would have liked it more. Yeah, because it also makes more sense if you actually structure it like, oh, hey, the son, like, the redneck son is kind of a big guy. Maybe he's the one pretending to be Jason. Maybe this other, maybe it's the drifter. Maybe it's this other person. But they just like kill people off the second you could possibly start thinking about it. You would make way more sense. <laughs> you have you have Tommy through the whole movie as the thread, right? And you have it like everyone thinks it's him, everyone outside, and he's constantly plagued with like, Jason's back. Jason's back. We got to kill Jason. Jason's back. And then the twist at the end is that it's not Jason. It's somebody else. Yeah. You don't do like the this movie did the thing that I hate when movies do it the most, where they literally tell you this is Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Right. When the cops are talking, he's like, "I know who it is. It's Jason Voorhees." Oh, Psych. you're crazy. Well, did you see him get cremated? Well, no. And and like that that is movie language of. Guys, this is Jason Voorhees. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like, no. Remember the thing we directly told you it was? It wasn't. What a twist. Oh, also, I'd like to say, bringing up that point, there was the scene where the un- where the disconnected kill to the Jason Voorhees things you think happens, and it, it ties in at the end. But when those fucking two... Um, ambulance drivers show up, and I'm like, you know, in another movie, that guy would be the killer. Yeah, and then and he then was the killer. Turns out he was the killer. Because <laughs> he's being too quiet, and it's just like they're trying to hide the killer in the background. But it's like no one was trying to figure out who the killer was because everyone getting killed didn't know it was happening. No one had any idea a killer was on the loose. No, the, the minute they found out that there was a killer on the loose was when almost all of them were dead, and the little kid opens the door of the bedroom, and there's all the dead bodies piled in yeah. it. That's that's when they all find out. Oh shit! There's people dying right now. Well, no, somebody makes that comment about. The oh, co- there must be a mad killer on the, the loose. The deputy makes that call after, after the second said- death. <laughs> but we know who killed the and first guy. So I know. I was gonna say it's no. Just, it's the first mysterious death. Yeah. The second, or uh, because uh, the first first death of the movie was just some random crazy person that you see. Commit- <laughs> that was so fucking funny because you're like, oh, this is going to be a dream. Nope, not a dream. Nope, that An unrelated kid's kill- arm got chopped off. I assume that when they said like, oh, there might be a tr- crazy killer on the loose and like, oh, did they did that guy escape? Maybe right? that could be a thing. No. Nope. Yeah, no. no, he never comes up again. 
No. Never. The fucking... Wait, with the, to, here's the thing. Why was he there to begin with? Well, no, but here's the thing. It's not even that why is he there to begin with. Why does the ambulance driver for revenge kill the everyone in the mental asylum and the other ambulance no. driver and some random no, no, greasers no. and uh, some random guy snorting coke in a parking lot here's, and some random waitress when he should have killed the fucking guy who killed his son? No, here's the thing. That's true. No, no, no. I will give you the ambulance driver guy getting killed and everybody at the insane asylum. He blames all of them for his son getting killed. That is who he blames for everything happening. The other ambulance driver was kind of laughing and joking about the death, so he's going to die too. Why the greasers? <laughs> I guess the like the brother makes sense because he's like familial connected to them, and he's just like scorched earth tactics on this one. Like, taking out everybody remotely connected to these people. But the greasers, who the fuck were they? The woman at the, the waitress and the, waitress, the coke guy. Yeah. The old coke guy. <laughs> you were so surprised when that car did donuts in the parking lot, pulled up, and then zoomed in on this balding 40-year-old man's face. It was... He's going through a midlife crisis. He's one of the most interesting characters in the movie. But yeah, when you're doing that, I'm like, okay, this is going to be another like greaser type guy. It's going to be some young guy nope. trying to show off. Nope, <laughs> midlife crisis. It's low rent Paul Shear. Yes, I got, I got lightheaded laughing at that. It's like the absurdity, and it didn't matter. Like it didn't seem to be like a point. That's a funny joke if you go into him being like a creepy old guy, but then the young waitress is just kind of into him, and there's it doesn't go anywhere. So I think they just cast who they could get. But this was in they filmed this in L.A. They there are actors there, right? You could hire them to be in your movie. No, but then you gotta <laughs> trick them into joining this movie. No, this is a thing though. There's a lot of actors out there, and a lot of good actors that are just waiting for their shot. You just gotta you know take more time and cast. Well, they, there were a lot of people cast in this movie. I know. <laughs> oh, how, how, many, how many named characters do you think are in this movie? Uh, um, okay, I now, car- named characters that names. we learned their names yeah. or named characters and that they had a name in the script? Uh, let's go with, uh, you know what? I think we 25. did learn all their names. Because everyone, like the greasers, I think we're saying yeah, each no, they have Everyone has really? a name. Yeah, yeah the, Billy? The, the, One of them was a Billy. Billy was Vinny. the old man. And then the uh, guy in the, the car, car. The yeah, car like Billy. they were saying each other's names constantly. Yeah, uh, the brother. So Jason says twenty five. How I'm many do you say, 25. Krista? Oh god, there's so many characters I'm, in this movie. I'm sixteen. Sixteen, Cindy. Hang what do you on. say? So there was five. I don't think the mayor teams, had a name though. The couple. There's they called a him mayor. Cops. I don't know if they said his name. Maybe his name was mayor. So there's like eight <laughs> mayor, people mayor. in the insane asylum. Um. Like the cops was another three, four, and then ambulance six. So I feel like twenty. Ooh. So, uh, prices are right we in- are we including Jason Voorhees? No. Oh, 17. No, he was in the movie. <laughs> oh, true. He okay, wasn't there. and then are we including Corey Feldman? Uh, well, I mean, that's like one Tommy character. Is Tommy. Tommy is Tommy. Yeah, that's one character. That's okay, one character. so if we're not including Jason Voorhees and we're combining Corey Feldman and John Shepard, 
There are 25 characters oh, in this movie. Jason! <laughs> I could swing! Of like 30 seems too high. There were so many characters there in this movie. so many. And they all just talked endlessly about nothing and kept saying each other's names a lot. And I didn't Did they? know and their didn't motivations. I didn't know why anybody was doing anything. <laughs> I still don't fully understand what this rehabilitation teenage asylum retreat thing yeah, is them. why did that Vic the guy that murders Joey the chocolate eating guy like why was why he, are they in the same facility why are they same, in the same facility they clearly have two different needs and like very varying needs and why does Vic have an axe if he See, clearly has some sort of rage issues this is what I'm wondering about I feel like this might be like a cultural context thing that like we're very far removed from. Maybe. Because I can remember older movies from like the 70s, like Billy Jack, where they have these hippie schools where they're doing all this new age mm. bullshit. And I feel like they might have been trying to take a shot at that. Mm-hmm. But like... That's just not a thing that exists. Anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like... Maybe. This half-assed hippie thing where they're not doing anything right. So this was this like Montessori? Is that what... Yeah. The, is, this, is this taking a <laughs> shot at Montessori? No, this is the no, like indigo Montessori kids. Montessori is not for like... Uh, for for kind of handicapped kids. Like these are these are like kids who are mentally unstable this is one of those arty fucking bullshit schools where they send kids and they get you can do your assignments or not do them whatever yeah that's montessori no isn't montessori where we send kindergartners at montessori you go up to grade uh i think grade seven seven i think oh i don't think there's high school but yeah no it's not montessori is not like teens yeah i went to montessori preschool yeah i went to montessori too yeah it's like specialized Blocks and I, I you don't learn how to social skills. I learned how to button learn, a shirt. Yeah. And oh, I learned I learned colors and, and counting with dinosaurs. And oh, that's pretty uh, fucking oh, we dope. We learned cooking actually. Yeah, You're we right, learned cooking yeah. too. We learned cooking too, and and it was all of it like a do your own pace. Like, do you not want to learn math today? Okay, then you can go learn that thing. Oh today. yeah, no, we didn't have that part in oh. Taiwan. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a different much, kind of Montessori. Yeah, it was it it was very much still. Yeah, I know you have to all do right. what we tell you. Yeah, so, yeah, just hippie, some hippie bullshit school where they're trying to do stuff a little differently. But it's a, and it's, it's a mental asylum. It seems to be like a scared straight thing where you take these kids that are like the catch-me-outside girl from Dr. Phil. You send her here to learn real life skills and like get over her bullshit. Not axe-murdering guy with like, he probably just had like severe PTSD or something. Yeah, I got then, a very like ex-military vibe from him. And then the but kid they're supposed is, to all be teens, aren't they? I I guess hard to tell. And, I guess you can go overseas at eighteen. I just like so he, <laughs> but not even coming to that. I get why he's there. He has some sort of rage yeah. issue. Uh, there's the mentally slow kid who gets killed, the chocolate boy, and then there's all of the. And, oh yeah, sorry. Then there's Tommy. Got PTSD. He's got problems. That's fine. Then there's the four other kids. Why are they there? Well, one, one has a stutter. Yeah, one yeah. has a stutter. That's that's clearly wrong. You gotta beat that out of the kid. That's uh, a, the one girl's a nymphomaniac. Yeah, the guy and the girl are nymphomaniacs. You shouldn't put them together. Honestly, yeah, they really should not have been left alone together. Yeah, it was a self-destructive spiral. <laughs> it's like putting two alcoholics together and giving them a bottle of vodka. It's Ooh. a bad idea. Uh, and then you have. Uh, 
uh, identity crisis goth girl who's listening to. Funk. Oh yeah, she yeah. was there too. That's right, five other people. <laughs> yeah, the, there's like the goth girl that's like, you know, she's dances does poorly. the robot. Her dance made me so happy. Where she does like a mime thing where she's like pulling a rope and moves herself. <laughs> it is so bad. It's it was like, adorable. It's like straight up Elaine dancing. And then there's and then there's the redheaded girl who doesn't seem to have anything wrong with her at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. She had. Wait, is she the one that's really mean that laughed at the uh, yes. Uh, yes guy? Like that there could you go. that could mm-hmm. that could poor social skills be an issue. Like that reaction was weird. Yeah. But they didn't. They're like, uh, just re- react to it. It's like I'm supposed to be crazy, right? Yeah. Whatever. Just. Whatever, you're not taking your, you're gonna get your top off in a second. That we don't care about the other stuff. That scene just really reminded me of that Margaret Atwood quote of men are afraid that women will laugh at them, women are afraid men will kill them. Because yeah. that's literally what happened in this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that he went off to have a little cry. Uh he was no, a weirdo though. Yeah, that's- he did. He went up to the top of the stairs, there were tears on his face. And then, and then he went to ask out another girl. I was going to say, he got right back on that horse. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a fucking creep. He's just like, a horny teenager stuck in the woods for eight months. Like, hey, I like you. I want to have sex with you. No, he and didn't then he make gets, love. And then he gets, and then he gets sad said, when she's like, what are you talking about? I don't think he said make love. He said he wanted to be with her. No, he said he, he wanted said to make, make love. love. Yeah, he, that's yeah, when she started laughing. Is when I, she said. Oh, yeah, His that's exact insane. wordings were... I want to make love with you. Yeah, that's bad. It's not smooth. Maybe go a little slower. Hey, I like you. Oh, no, he did. Want to hold hands? He's like, we've been here like eight months, right? <laughs> that's Dude. like a long time, right? <laughs> it's, like, Jesus Christ. These fucking adults that are just allowing this shit to go on. You deserve everything that happens to you. I wish the woman had died too. Because like, I mean, the, fuck the guy me. got it like... Railway spike through his head, so you yeah, know? off fucking screen. That was like a character that was introduced at the beginning, and we spend more time watching other people I don't know the names of get killed. I also don't know his name. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, I recognized quiz him. Quiz you, what's his name? Hey, the greasers are here. They're gonna dude. go get some cunt. Oh. He says the cunt's <laughs> not gonna wait. I am damn sure that was the line. No, that is a hundred percent a lie. Oh my yeah. god. Can what? we can we talk about the costume choices? Sure. Because <laughs> you know, I I am not a uh, I I don't know fashion from from this era, but like that 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 sweater over the shoulder thing. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to tie that. Yeah. I think it was tied because because it becomes untied. No, because no, they all had it in a loop where they tucked one end of the sleeve into the other sleeve, so mm. it made like a circle, like <laughs> a circle, like an infinity scarf. But they don't twist it around their neck, so it's just like this big loose circle with a little cape on the back. Yeah, but see, I, I, what I was saying is that this is the this is the logical conclusion of the sweater around the neck because. Tying the sweater around your neck implies that you are going to use that sweater at some point. Stuffing the sleeve into the other sleeve, that's a pain in the ass to do. That takes a while. That requires some effort. You're not just going to undo that to put your sweater on. Does it take that long? Wouldn't it be easier to 
tuck the two sleeves in than to tie them and then have to untie them? No, because you got, have you ever, to to stuff two sleeves together into each other enough to hold and to not have any creases or lines or anything like that. So okay, you're that's saying that fair. they like accessorize. Uh, yeah, they're like, accessorizing with the sweater like, on I'm their not, shoulders. I need to tell people that I'm not some like loser that is just wearing this sweater. I'm wearing the sweater like this on purpose. Yeah, it's like back in the 90s when everyone wore uh, plaid shirts tied around their waist. They're not wearing those fucking shirts. Good luck. It's good luck. <laughs> I like that look. Um, you know what also is a problem? Hey, you're making a horror movie. Maybe that could come into play that she's got like a rope around her neck essentially that could be grabbed and like ah, I'm gotcha no, she just loses it and then gets it back and then loses it again as she's running away her, her we white, gotta see them titties her white shirt came into play Jesus Christ They're, okay I, I swear bras are a new invention like it's a horror movie wears bras nobody wears bras in horror movies it's an 80s slasher film where they're the, the like it was like Wes Craven or whatever that said for a horror movie you scare them, you titillate them, you send them home. That's what you do. That's all you need for a horror movie. This movie didn't have any scares at all. I was never worried. So they were trying to make make up for it with tits? I, yeah. We saw a lot of tits, like a lot. Well, there was tits. that quote I said. about They cut a lot of fucking nudity. Yeah, most of the women in this movie had either their tits showing or were pretty much showing their tits. Goth girl and demon's girlfriend were not. Did not. Yeah. And the mom. Uh the uh the Oh no. Mom. The redneck mom did. Redneck mom yeah. didn't. I was about to say the the uh waitress didn't, but then I remember she flashed the mirror for some reason. It's literally <laughs> That's how you get dressed, right? She's getting changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the first thing I do. Just pop my top open. And the thing is Facing I, actually, the mirror. Facing I the mirror. get who this movie's for. It was oh, the eighties. Yeah. There was no internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what this is for. There is this and moldy playboys in the woods. Ew. And then showcase late at night. Red shoe diaries. Oh god, they're speaking French. This is gonna have some nudity in it. <laughs> and then and then you end up sitting through this really interesting art house movie and you're like, actually that was really good. Maybe that's why <laughs> Mark, I don't are you ex- Speaking from experience. Look, I'm just saying Naked Lunch was a good movie with a a very misleading name. Maybe that's why I don't like art house movies. Because, like, sit down, like, I'm going to see some boobs. Then they never came. And I'm like, oh, fuck this movie. (laughs) Well, you should have been watching this movie. They even had a scene where it's like a, like, almost a, as if you would be having sex with a girl angle. Where she's lying back and you're, you're looking at her, you know, top down. Fully naked, eyes and closed. And then you don't even get to see her face gored open by the fucking garden right? shears. Like, there is no gore in this movie. So is this Zero. one we're going to talk about the horrible lack, lack. of violence in this <laughs> supposedly yeah. violent movie? So much off-screen hits. And then just like when you do see something, it's generally all just shit. And How? they don't even do the sound effects. So Only- like, if you're going to do an off-screen hit, like I think the last movie did it really well. They gave you a really gross sounding sound effect, so you know that yeah. it happened. The only this, there wasn't even like a shrieking like um, audio cue that something bad's happening. It's just no, it was all it was everyone all... died quiet. Like, <laughs> uh, uh. dude, you're dying right next to a, t- a couple people. Just like yell out. Yeah. Uh. No, everyone died quietly after you got a shot of Jason's hand in the air holding the weapon he's about to kill you with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of that bullshit. 
And it's... The guy didn't want to wear the mask. That's why. I think the only Probably. ones that really worked were the very first one, because like I was legitimately shocked when that happened. I'm like, was not prepared. Was That's not, not expecting what... it. I called it though. I was like, oh, is he gonna chop the guy? <laughs> and he totally chopped. Did the not guy. expect, and it looked pretty good when he had his back, and they had like the fake arm sitting there. That fake arm did not look. No, good. that actually no. ruined it. That mm. had they had no fake arm and just had that all that blood, blood that would have been, been great. Been, yeah, because yeah. his back did look legitimately mincemeated. Yeah, right. Like it, it looked that looked pretty good. But then they had this arm that kind of looked like a cartoon ham hock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. And the other one that I think worked. Was the uh, the very last one or when he the thing oh, through the leg? Yeah, when he gets yeah. stabbed through the leg. Yeah, but when the so demon fast. is stabbed through the leg in the in the get the and that scene pissed me off because that is a good idea for a kill. Mm-hmm. Have him stuck in this like stainless steel porta potty and have Jason just stab a fucking whatever a spear or whatever he had through the walls and just have him kind of hold to death. But they, you got one shot through the leg, you got another shot through the leg, and then you got the final shot through the chest, and that's it. You don't have any of the anxiety of, like, the oh, tension of the music and having him, like, it? looking at the wall and seeing it dodge and, like... They, they should have played that up a little bit more. But the problem no, is... They had down 17 the other people to kill. Yeah. God, Mark. And they weren't important to the fucking story. Yeah. They need to get no them... No one was important to the fucking story. And I wanted to... Fo- you know what movie I would rather watch? Mm-hmm. Cut every other character. We get that couple, and then we get the car couple and the waitress, and they're on a double date for some reason. But Jason's <laughs> also there. I don't care. Just, in were, town at the trailer park. The character I like the most in this entire movie is Demon's girlfriend, because she was like very charismatic and very sweet. So I'm like, oh, I like her already. I'm just kind of like, I'm connecting with her in some way that I'm connecting with no one else. I liked her rendition of Hey Baby, Hey Baby, Oh Baby, Oh Baby. (laughs) Singing in this movie. There was a lot of it. None of it was songs. Random, like, bullshit songs. The thing is, people do that. Like, I'm doing the dishes, I'm singing the dishes song, I'm making up some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, but I usually do lyrics related to dishwashing to the tune of an already existing song. Yeah, usually it's I, I'll, I'll sing at my cats songs about my cats and the dumb shit they're doing mm-hmm. to songs that already exist. Too popular Maybe music. These are just more creative individuals. This is what I was going to say. Because there's like off book the improvised musical podcast where they have like random music that's being made up for them on the spot where they are like having to sing to. They're just better. You know, they're not hacky, weird owl people. You know, they can get outside of that box. Hey, hey. Wow. <laughs> Don't diss Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al is legit awesome. He is a treasure. (laughs) Fuck you, Jason. (laughs) The Smothers Brothers made their own music. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only other comedy music group I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, But you you say that. Tom Lyman. On on an actual note, uh, Weird Al actually does play all his own instruments on there and he meticulously remakes every piece of, uh, of music. And, and even when they offer to give him the backing tracks for it, he's like, no, no, I'm just going to remake it. Uh, also, <laughs> one other piece of Weird Al trivia, uh, when he made Dare to be Stupid, uh, the singer of Devo said that it crushed him because he made a better Devo song than any song that Devo ever made. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that was a joke or not, or like a self-satire. I don't know. But I've I don't heard know. that song. Dare so... to be Stupid is the best Devo song. 
Probably a little bit. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, back to uh, the weird singing in this movie. Um, Is there much to say? Every person, almost every person that died sang a song before dying. I Sing mean, a lot of them. almost every person died. So, like, that's most of them. This is true. Out of those 25 people, I'm pretty sure like 20 of them were killed in this movie. <laughs> so many people died. And <laughs> I was really expecting the movie to take a weird turn partway through. Because like you had the mayor character show up at the police station. And I thought it was going to go to like Jaws, where he was going to be like, you got to close the school. That's what it really seemed like. <laughs> no, you gotta. We gotta keep the school open. We can't. We can't close it now. It's give us good publicity, probably. Except for that one redneck couple, <laughs> not couple, <laughs> De- mother, uh, and mother, mother and son. Inside. Yeah, they're a redneck couple. Yeah. Oh, come gross. get your stew. <laughs> he throws full flowers. carrots in it, and then, <laughs> and then, and then it, it cuts to flowers and, and cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck what kind of a do is she making and they she, don't have the internet she doesn't know what she's doing she's no, making but it the up thing is she looked like she was washing the vegetables but then she was just throwing stuff into the pot of a lot of water i think the thing is it seemed like she was cutting them but then she got frustrated with her son and she's like get in here and eat the fucking stew i'm angry now see my theory is that they're not actually rednecks that they were hipsters living in the woods and then that was uh, hibiscus and cucumber infused water <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they served no purpose no. no two more bodies well the th- and comic relief i kind of but the redneck son and then kid that got killed right away fulfilled the exact same role Yes. Do you think in the next movie, Randy Quaid comes back and he's like, you killed my son. <laughs> he's Jason. <laughs> like, oh my God, I would watch Randy Quaid as Jason. Uh, he's too scary. <laughs> I don't know that I could I watch something. a real horror. Do you remember when he fucked his wife on camera? And wearing the mask wearing of the mask. like Roger Ailes or something? It yeah, was somebody. It was something weird like that. I was, uh, oh man, that guy went off the deep end. Yep, yep, yep. That, which is sad because he's pretty good. He's, he's pretty good at what he does. He's pretty good. Yeah, not anymore. But <sighs> that's. Can we talk about Tommy's uh, like kung fu fighting? <gasps> oh, he does. He became fucking useless. So does anyone watch wrestling at all? I'm the only one. He does John Cena's finishing move to that kid at the breakfast table. When he grabs him, he puts him up on his shoulder, then like throws him over the top. That's like that's John Cena's finisher. It's very funny that it was in this movie. And he was like purposefully like looking for a table too, because he picks him up and then like he does a quarter turn to make sure that he's gonna land on the table with all the fruits. And smashes him through a it, table. It was also, that was such a weird fucking scene. Because he shows up and he's just kind of like standing there. Like he doesn't know where to sit. Like he's waiting to be like. Told to sit told down. Told to sit down. And then they tell him to fuck off and go get somebody else. And it's, why? That, that the, the weird part about showing him doing all the fighting and kung fu and stuff is it really does feel like it was building to something. Yeah. And then he doesn't use it. And then when he sees Jason, he doesn't do anything. He takes a knife that he put under his mattress which again, if you want to show, like, if it, if you're trying to do a Chekhov's gun and show, well, if you show a gun in the first scene, they have to use it in the last act. Yeah, like, you gotta show the gun on the pocket. person. Yeah. yeah, not under the mattress in his. 
bed. Or the bed the bed has to come into play. Like, oh, I'm getting attacked here. Knife stab. Exactly. Like, show him put it in his like boot or something like that. That would have been more clever. But again, everything, even the things that were like supposed to be clever tie-ins in this movie, were just so done in like literally the worst way possible. It's like they made a correct decision, but that was too correct. So they fucked it up somehow, intentionally. <laughs> it explains all the drugs on set, you know? Yeah, I'm wondering if that cocaine was real cocaine and if that weed was real weed. They did specify hardcore drugs. So it's not like they were all just like smoking a bunch of fucking pot and drinking. Like, they were doing... Heroin. Yeah, coke or heroin is what I think of when I think of hardcore drugs. Yeah, 80s, like, I'm so sure it was coke. So I'm pretty sure yeah. that that... I wonder if that guy with the mustache was just their coke dealer. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm in the movie. Let me in the, be in the movie. <laughs> You're such a cool guy. Show. It would also make sense why that fucking girl wanted to hang out with him. It's like, oh, he's a drug dealer. He's got mm-hmm. drugs. All the drugs. What I want to know more about that guy. I'm so interested. He's clearly going through a midlife crisis. Yeah. I, you know. So many missed opportunities in this movie. No, let's follow four identicals. Like, the redhead girl, the one that gets killed in the woods girl, and then the two guys that are kind of like going after them are completely interchangeable to me. I, like, who gives a shit about any of them? Well, you're right, and we have we've had this problem in most of these uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies, where like they're like the characters just kind of all become samey, mm. except I'm gonna say Friday the Thirteenth 3D. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those kids they, were different. All those kids were they had clear personalities, and you know what? Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, most of them. Looking back yeah. on it, we're yeah. pretty good because you got you, you have the twins. Well, well, there was the two guys that were basically the same guy. But that one was really of them, hard to and tell then the difference two between girls the two. that were yeah. basically the same girl, but like not. Yeah, I know they were twins. <laughs> but that movie, they, I mean, you also had Crispin Glover, who yeah. was Crispin oh, Glovering weird. all over the place. <laughs> and that was the big problem with this movie is like they could have done that if we didn't. You could cut out a half hour of runtime just getting rid of every character that's not connected at all to anything going on that shows up and just follow the people at the school as they're trying to like help them and then show them trying to help them in some way. Give me stakes like, oh, goth girl's really starting to come out of her shell a little bit now or something. So I feel bad when she dies. I just didn't care that anybody died in this movie. Her, per- her personality was bad hair and listening to a uh, Walkman the whole fucking time. Yeah, like she's just an average teenager. Like that's. Yeah, I guess you could have shitty parents. What if they were I guess all they... orphans? Or runaways. I was going to say maybe it was a prey away the gay camp, but like. And then they were going to learn some Taekwondo. Oh, and, and join the synth rock band. Oh, speaking forever. of which, fucking DJ from Street Fighter movie, who is Demon in this movie, uh, there are a couple times where his voice gets really high and he does sound like <laughs> the guy from Dragon Force. It was like, my father! We found my father! When he's like yelling and trying not to die, he sounds identical to that dude. This is great. Does that mean he's going to come back at the end of the movie in a wheelchair and just be like, well, I didn't actually die. Don't worry about it. Um, I've got a question because mm. I think I missed it. He is the brother of the little boy. Yeah. What did he give the little boy? He's a like, ring? oh, was it? Yeah, it was did that ring. ever come into play? No. Nope. Jesus Christ. Oh, this is cool. 
No, he says it's bad because yeah. it's the 80s. Yeah. You got to say it's bad. I like that whole family. They were so much more interesting than everybody else. They were probably the only interesting part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, about there. Tommy's like boring and they we didn't spend any time with them. So I didn't get to, like, I don't know if the movie thought they were trying to fake me out. Like, who's doing all the killing? Because you're not giving me any information. You just cut to somewhere else where a thing happens. I kind of feel like that was what they were trying to do, but like... Failed on all fronts. I'm not sure... definitely what they were trying to do. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was the script or the the director. Also. Or the editor. All of the Also, there are some baffling (laughs) edits in this movie where people are just like... It cuts from like the momentum gets cut off really weirdly and... The thing with the sweater coming on and off. Weird Foley, too. And and Foley is one of those things where you don't really notice it until it's really bad or non-existent. Yeah. No but footsteps whatsoever no. at any Jason kill, except when the music is super duper fucking loud. Yeah. And then there was the scene where the, when the redhead goes into a room and she throws her shoes on the ground and there's no noise. <laughs> It's just, it felt it really carpet. weird. The, those were <laughs> indoor slippers. <laughs> they were lightweight. Very lightweight. And I, there's still that one scene that bothers me the most is when he goes up to the top of the stairs and starts crying because he wanted to fuck the girl and she didn't want to have sex with him. And then this music Make comes love. in that sounds kind of like a it's beat. it's like score though <laughs> yeah it, the way it sounds right away is score and they're like wait this kind of sounds like it's in the scene and then you cut to like him going into the girl's room and she's playing the music i know very but weird it fades moment because he walks up the stairs it's quiet and then it fades in and like he's rubbing his eyes because he's crying and you're like that's an odd choice for background music weird porno music <laughs> Yeah, that was the the other thing. Like, why was the goth girl listening to weird, like, porn music? Because they couldn't afford to get real songs, and this is what they knew how to make. I I, I just, that always bugs me in movies. It was the same within, uh, in Rumble in the Bronx, when they show, like, a heavy metal band on stage, and it's, like, techno music playing. (laughs) It's just, like... Put a little bit of effort into it. Find a shitty local metal band and just have them shred for, like, a minute. We're done. Doesn't no, have to be good. No, no, See, that involves them recording new sounds. I'm sure they just found that track somewhere and went, all right, you're listening to this. What is that? Uh, I, I don't know. It was in some guy's car. Just here. Here's a tape. Yeah, but <laughs> this is the 80s, right? So, like, like new wave and, and uh, like, uh, ambient music were big. And I'm sure that there was a lot of shitty demo tapes out there that they could have gotten for as cheap as that porno music. And that would have fit way better Once with again, what that girl looked like. It's not about like price. It's about convenience. They probably just <laughs> found it in somebody's car and went, here, just play God, a tape. It's got music on it. It's probably so Go. much easier to do that these days because there's so many like metal bands that just sing about these old shitty horror movies. If you're doing it today, you could probably just find like a line of them to donate mon- music to your movie. You just go on Bandcamp or SoundCloud and just yeah. be like, hey. Hey, hey I'm we're make- making a movie. You want to put your song I'm on I'm making here? a slasher movie and I need some goth girl to like dance around to music. Would you like your music to be in that movie? You'll be in the end credits. Okay. Do it. Yeah. God, today's great. It's so easy to do everything. Yeah, no, it's it's we're we're living in a golden age of music in particular right now. It's uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. Ariana Not- Grande, Post Malone, <laughs> uh, Ed Sheeran. Are you just saying like 
artists that you know? Yes. <laughs> I know many don't know many new artists. I mean, uh, Billie I, Eilish would be a good one to, you know. That, that goth girl would totally be <laughs> into yeah, Billie Eilish. Right? That's, yeah, for sure. That would be. Yeah, but you're not getting her involved in this shit because, you know, <laughs> she's doing fucking like, she's doing Bond now. She's not fucking around with this bullshit garbage. <laughs> No, you'd probably have to, again, th- that would be a SoundCloud thing. You'd have to find somebody on SoundCloud that'd be really bad. So like the rip-off Billie Eilish. Yeah. Yeah. A Billie Eilish type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie. I, I don't even know. Yeah. It was very, very poorly structured and written. Cause, so boring. Yeah. Because I wanted to care, but it was hard to follow like who I was supposed to be paying attention to. And then all of a sudden, the fucking... like. The woman was the star of the movie. Yeah, near the end, Pam. all of a sudden it switches to Pam, the the girl who's running, co-running yeah. the the camp. Which, when the person is that her husband or is Who it knows? just her business Impossible partner? To tell. We're not given any information well, to he, determine. They don't even dies. do anything. They do. They do nothing. Yeah, he just dies yeah. off screen. Yeah, you just see his corpse, and like you can do that really well in a horror movie, but there has to be some tension. That it's like building up to that moment. Yeah. You can't just like have a bunch of shit happen and then you're like, well, where is that guy? And then the minute you ask yourself that question, his corpse shows up and it's like, oh, okay, well, we watched Cheerleader Camp, which was a bad movie, Mm -hmm. but it still did this part right where like you'd find the, oh, there's a fat guy dead and we found the corpse and we found this other thing because it kind of keeps track of people better and we have like, a single point of view, which makes it easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long do you think this movie was? Too long. Oh my god! Forever. I if you told me sixty minutes, <laughs> yeah. or two and a half hours, I'd believe, I believe both. both. <laughs> well, I think it was ninety minutes. So dead on. That's a good time. Good length of a movie. Ninety minutes. Just not for this movie. Fuck off, Scorsese. Make ni- a ninety-minute movie. <laughs> Ninety-two minutes. It lost me with that first kill and how just sad it was that was the premature ejaculation of kills yes it was just like no build up and then it just was like blah <laughs> and that you know i just and then i just apologize i don't know i also like i know i just mentioned scorsese but that's something like he'll do in a bunch of his movies like the departed pretty fucking like famously this scene where like oh people are just getting fucking off now and you were not expecting it to happen but not the very first one in a Jason movie, because I'm like, I think, putting myself in the mindset of going back to watch this movie, I assume I think Jason's going to be the killer. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I get that they're trying to do that parallelism where uh, a parent loses a child due to negligence. <gasps> right? Oh my God, when I watch the sequel to this where the kid comes back to life, <laughs> and it's just like that guy, like... With chocolate and just shoving it down their throat. <laughs> it's like, it, he doesn't even mean to kill people. He's just like he's just trying, trying to, to feed them chocolate. He lennies them. He's just oh. <laughs> pets them to death. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a way better sequel. It'd all be worth it if they fucking had the balls to make that movie. Listen here, Hollywood executives. They're clearly listening to this podcast. <laughs> Have the balls to make to that movie. This. Now, same cast. Bring them all back. Well, let's go. We'll branch off. That will that will fix the continuity of the Friday the 13th <laughs> series. This is an alternate universe. It's like fucking, 
what Star I don't know, Trek. like Star Trek or yeah. or or, <laughs> or DC. This is this is like DC. This is like you know, World Fifty Eight. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Mark. Nice try. Fake comic book nerd. <laughs> I don't read comic books. I, yeah, we all realize that it's fine. <laughs> How am I the one who doesn't read comic books getting made fun of by a bunch of fucking nerds? Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, I don't read comic there's books. there's more of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I I, I read, uh, I used to read uh, Hellboy when it was on. I, I read that I all the way through. I thought you were going to go like really hipster and go, well, you know, I don't I read, read Mouse the mainstream and things. I only read like the indie stuff. To be fair, Mouse is awesome, so fuck off. <laughs> no, that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to read indie comics because, like, all my hipster friends like the indie comics, and I found them really boring or pretentious or dumb. Yeah, all of the above. Or they were, like, really trying to be arty, and you're like, this is, like, a 13-year-old trying to be really arty, yep. but not, you know. At the time, too, this was, like, early 2000s, so arty was, like, let's put thick rim glasses and deer antlers on people. Deer antlers were a thing for a long time. Yeah. It was like, the minute you see deer antlers in a comic, you're like, okay, well, this is going to be some hipster bullshit. Okay, but Sweet Tooth wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, All right, back to this movie. Yeah. I don't know there's much else to say. No, there really isn't. This it was, wasn't... It was the worst one of the... The worst Friday the 13th by a mile, and I pray that that remains true. Because we've got a lot more of these to watch. And I know, at least when we get to nine, it gets very fun again for a couple of movies. But apparently, the next one uh, is supposed to be really fun. And oh, yeah. number six was the one that inspired Wes Craven to make Scream. Oh, because apparently they just basically everyone hated this one so much they decided to give up on Friday the Thirteenth being a serious movie, and we're just like, let's just make it campy and and uh, uh, fourth wall breaking. That tracks because. I haven't seen the middle ones are the ones I haven't seen. Like I know I've seen Manhattan. I know I've seen Goat Sale. I know I've seen Ten. Cause oh. yeah, hang on. Seen Ten. The the Friday the Thirteenth movies were supposed to be serious. The first ones were. Yeah. Yeah. The first couple. Okay, the Even first one two, was two. Two. And no, three wasn't. Three wasn't. No, three was but three four. Was a yo-yo four in your was face. Kind of a, four was back a return to, to form. Yeah. Just with a lower budget. And yeah. a they watch cast. a they 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 sit down and watch a old timey porno. Remember yeah, that guy? But that is um. So there, there became th- Jason or Friday the Thirteenth was a bit early. There was like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and then they did a fucking ton of shitty slasher movies throughout the eighties, and they started setting the rules for like they gotta have tits in them, they gotta do this, they gotta do that. So that's why you start seeing it come in later. I think. They're just trying to match what people are going to see. Yeah. I'm glad we don't have that anymore. Now we're just like, people all just go to see like weird fucked up arty horror movies like fucking Midsummer does really well. And Yeah, which I didn't love. I didn't love it either, but I'm glad that's the movie yeah. that's doing well. Yeah, no, I I just, it feels weird to me that Midsummer was was a, a bit of a hit. It's, yeah. it, it's I don't know. Yeah. Didn't, didn't love it. But yeah, no, we have some really great horror movies. Mandy. Nah. See, I put on at work today Oblivion, which was a Tom Cruise movie where like the Earth is dead and there's shit going on. I remember that movie. 
I, I've never seen it before, but she plays like the second main character in the movie that she, that's like his wife or something like that. And it's so weird when I recognize that it was that actress because she's normal. When watching Mandy, I'm like, that is a weird girl. They found some weird fucking girl who is now in this movie. It's like, no, she's just a regular actress. That's very good. Uh, just good actress and good makeup. Yeah. Ugh. Fudge Mandy. <laughs> this is the only reason you like three. It's a pretty good reason. It's... This is this one of the, the yo-yo. This and the fog have the best fucking like opening songs. This is good. Well, good thing they never did this again. Bow bow bow. Do you think we'll find a Friday the Thirteenth with a better theme song? No, no. never. You'll never find no. a movie with a better theme song, <laughs> <laughs> including Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. Fuck that soundtrack. Hey, Friday the 13th is where it's hey, at. Fuck mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. There, I said it. Now, Dragon Sound, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Bang for it. Like, uh, uh, Miami oh. Connection. Yeah. Miami Connection has the best soundtrack. Out of Drive. Movie. It's pretty good. Got me into a whole new genre of music. It literally, <laughs> I wouldn't say created a genre, but it basically- it Made it popular. It turned a genre that had already existed- like on the fringes of another genre into its own thing. <sighs> Beautiful. Yeah, it, that that movie is really great. I haven't seen it, but the soundtrack's really great. <laughs> you haven't seen Drive? No, no I know. Hasn't. It's my favorite Refn movie, I think. Hmm. Only God Forgives is a fucking train wreck. I did not like it. I don't remember if I've seen Drive. Um, I don't think you have. I think I've seen parts of it. It's really good. Ryan Gosling, man. Holy shit. It's scary. Should we rank our Friday the 13th? This one, oh, yeah. the last. Mm-hmm. Cindy, what's your ranking? Uh, God, I don't even remember. I think I like the first one. And then the, the fourth one, because there is really good kills. Mm-hmm. And then 3D is always fun. Um, And then... Second one? Is that the only one left? Yeah. Okay, and then well, this the, one. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, it does not make up for the lack of gore in body count. Okay, my uh, if we're watching them in a group, probably three, one, four, two, five. If we're I'm watching them alone, one, three, four, two, five. Agreed with Chris to actually. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was say three on four two five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're getting close to Jean Valjean there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, is that what the number means? It's the thirteenth preferences. Is that what the red stands for in the red and the black? Oh. <laughs> it's not the blood of angry I thought angry it was man. blood of angry man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, you can skip this one. Yep. Yeah. Pass. This hard pass. If you're a fit, if you like, I am glad to have watched it because I want to see them all, but you don't need to watch this one. No. 
if you're 13 and you don't have internet access, and would like how to are you going to get boobs? this movie? You can't go to the Blockbuster and fucking rent it. You could buy them. This is the kind of shit that Best Buy will still carry sometimes. Oh. And like buy the eight movie set. Yeah, or like the bargain bin at a drugstore. Yeah, this is um, it's a, like, and honestly, the boobs aren't even that great in this movie. They're fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's average. It's 80s boobs. You could do better. I mean, not in like a movie that you can easily get your hand on. Sure. No, you go get uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Phoebe Kate gets naked in that movie, and she was like, Do, do you the also biggest... have like, a timestamp, Jason? So that, you know, people can <laughs> no, know what to do. The reason why people bring it up so much, it's like at the time, Phoebe Kate's was like, <laughs> The last time I explained this was a very long time ago. Remember when Lindsay Lohan was in Mean Girls? Imagine she got topless in her next movie when she was at like the height of her power. It's like, it was weird. It was a weird choice to make. So, you know, that's a thing <laughs> you can go look at. Yeah, especially for that movie, because you know what? It's not a very good movie. Fast Times? Yeah, I didn't really like Fast Times. I remember liking it. You want another not so great movie with great boobies, though? Ooh. Swordfish. Uh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. I worked in a movie theater when that came out. <laughs> you some... kept ducking in and out of that theater. <laughs> I, I did not, but a lot of the floor staff absolutely did do that. They knew when the time was coming up. You'd oh see them God. all standing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we turning into that podcast? Are we just going to point out all the movies that My weren't very good have... that had the best uh... boobs in them? <laughs> Hackers? Huh? Mm-hmm. Hackers yeah. good? There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, you could do a lot of Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I was going to say pretty much anything Angelina Jolie's in. Showgirls? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. We should watch I've Showgirls. I've seen that one scene of the girl freaking out with her soda and just like, I don't know, she keeps like putting the lid on her soda over and over again. Yeah, there, I don't know. there's a group of people that legit think Showgirls is a good movie because they think it's like... a tongue-in-cheek, wink at nod at the at the audience type movie. It's not camp. It, it's no, not it's not. It is camp. Oscar bait that she thought she was going to become a big star off of. Yeah, it's, it is it is unintentional camp. And speaking of that, because I didn't see that one, there was another one I saw at the time, though, Striptease with Debbie Moore. Oh, yeah. That one was campy and kind of funny. Yeah, that one that one was, was definitely campy. Uh, boobs. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what mo- movies don't have a lot of boobs anymore? Yeah, no, it's because you don't make money on boob movies. No, because yeah. they're all on HBO. It's a very <laughs> hard because th- we'll put on movies at work sometimes. Cause a bunch of TVs because there are TVs, so you put like they'll put on movies. But sometimes, like, can we even put this one on? It's very yeah. hard to tell. There's a lot of tits in movies still. Yeah. Like, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. They're just like kind of more artistically done than like in this movie where the waitress just like flashes the fucking <laughs> camera for no reason. Yeah, the the stupid gratuitous movie or nudity now is like Cindy said on HBO, like Game of Thrones, the that first season. Oh, it was you. Yeah. Sorry. It's fine. Oh, women I was are the same. Thing. That there's no boobs in movies anymore. They're all on HBO. <laughs> the yeah. home box office. You got to get those Sand Viper girls, right? Oh, that Lord. great scene that everyone loves. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Inappropriate. Who doesn't want some of that bad pussy? <laughs> I didn't want to say it. It's such a fucking funny line. Well, those two Italian greasers in Friday the 13th Part 5 definitely wanted it. They wanted that good cunt. Oh, they had to God. get there. 
<laughs> did you D steal that line from Friday the Thirteenth oh. Part Five? Damn it. Fuck Game of Thrones. They <laughs> fucked that shit all up. God. All right, are we done? I think yeah, we're done. I want to be done this yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, like, subscribe, share. Uh, you can come visit us on uh, uh, SoundCloud at Cinematic Dissonance, on Facebook at Cinematic Dissonance, uh, on Instagram at CD Podcast, or you can email me at Cinematic Dissonance at gmail.com. That's Cinematic Dissonance at gmail.com. Don't do it. He's going to send you a poster that says. Help us break a family tradition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About child, child abuse. abuse. <laughs> Probably, but since... So it, weird. It's not made very clear. You see, break family traditions. Yep. Oof. God, right? this could have been... That could have been very Don't culty. do it. Yeah, it could have been, but it wasn't. Mm-mm. And we'll be back with Meditation Park. Yeah, yeah. Meditation Park, the one next day. one. <laughs> one of these times. Unless some new dope movie comes out that we have to watch first. Which I think is going to depress me more than this movie, but for very different reasons. <laughs> right? Honestly, I don't understand why everybody thinks it's a sad movie. It's Are you a kidding mo- me? <laughs> it is a movie in Vancouver about an immigrant family oh, come that's now. like indie darling bullshit. It's going to be sad. The only other thing that I've seen, well, not seen, I've read part of... Uh, that has to do with a Chinese Canadian family living in Vancouver was the Jade Peony, and that shit was so depressing I stopped reading it. Okay. The Jade Peony, Fae? the Jade Peony, Fair? Peony, the flower, not the Peony. Oh, the Pacific So confusing. Well, we'll have to uh, talk about okay. that in our next uh, episode. All right. Well, have a good one. Bye. Later.